Welcome to episode 185 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And coming up on today's show, we're continuing our discussion on the award-winning film, Survey, talking more about pre-production, my involvement with the film, post-production, funny stories from the set, so much more. Like I said last week, it was a really fun show to do. It was one that I was waiting to do for a long time and really glad that I was able to get everybody together and make it happen. But before we continue that discussion, let me tell you about our proud sponsor, Audible. This week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Watching the footage come back. So while they're green air conditioning, and <laughs> that that too, and that, I did feel sort of guilty. I guess that's that's half the reason why I would jump out when I had a free moment and check on set if everyone is okay. Because I'm like, I'm not just gonna sit here. I have to keep moving. But I, I did like when they were shuttling the um, say shuttling, but bringing the hard drives in to get dumped and then brought back out, and watching them go through the footage. Even though I wasn't on set, I'm I'm looking at what. Um, Kevin, uh, Kevin Amaldivar, yeah, was, our, our director of photography, yeah, was, was shooting and everything, and I'm just like, this is this is real, like like I'm sitting there going like I wish I had an editing bay, I want to, I just <laughs> roughly put some of this together. This this looks amazing, like seriously, some of the shots are just, uh, and they, and they weren't even color corrected half that stuff. Like I'm looking at them raw, and I'm just like that's gorgeous right there. So, but. And, and let me take this opportunity to give a shout out to Kevin. He was unfortunately not able to make it uh, tonight. He's out of town. Um, I really wanted him to be here to be able to talk about aspect from, because a huge, huge part of you know, making a movie, of course, is the photography, the cinematography. And Kevin is a professional and came in with his, his equipment, brought some of his crew that he's worked with on other projects in, and you know, came in from, he had like an hour and a half drive to, to drive in from where he lives in Fort Walton Beach to our location in Cantonment. And um, just is a thorough, thorough professional. And it was for the... F- and a good guy. Yeah, just really yeah. very yeah. easy to work yeah. with. In, in very things, easy. Yes. I think for the first time since I left film school, I have worked with a director of photography. And I don't, don't mean disrespect for other people that I've worked with, but... I truly felt like we were a team and I could rely on him to do what needed to be done without conflict. And that he wasn't coming in from an ego perspective. He was coming in from, I need to get this shot in the best manner possible. And he had and some, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it, looks it really does. And he had some great ideas. And, and, you know, he had to deal with me. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the we biggest We talked you challenge. down a couple times. Like, it's okay, Steve. It's okay. But, you know, because I was having to produce and direct, I was having, and do the Indiegogo campaign, I had so much on my plate that I was kind of losing my mind. And as we were getting closer to production, 
I realized I didn't have a shot list. I didn't have storyboards. You know, these are things that from a director, and I, I did a lot of rehearsing with the actors, but you have to have a game plan going in. You have to walk into the set knowing what you're going to shoot. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be complete chaos. And so, you know, the, the couple of weeks leading up to it, I'm trying to figure out how do I shoot this fight scene? I, during the with, an, with an iPhone 5. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it, with an iPhone 5. Well, we did. I mean, actually, um, while we were rehearsing, I got a lot of shots that it's like, okay, this the angle looks good. This, but then I would love to see a cut of the movie with all the iPhones. <laughs> no, I, no, no, get no, off no, the ground, was, Chris. Stop crawling on the ground, right. Chris. No, no, it, it's basically like, and Simon says, freeze. And we're all like, <laughs> yeah. That's, it seems like now I got to get this angle. What if I crawl out from the bushes like this? Chris, stand up. But I, I want to do this. So we go to film, and Chris is still on the ground, and Steve's just staring at him like, I'm recording, just go. <laughs> so, but trying to um, translate that into something that I can communicate to Kevin in pre-production so he can plan. Because there, you know, there's certain rules of filmmaking that you have to follow. You, know, you don't want to cross the 180 line, and you want to you know, make sure that you get the establishing shots and and then move in for close-ups and know, you know, basically so you can um, figure out what the audience understands the geography of the scene. And when you're dealing with five characters that are moving in from different directions and then having to, you know, we have people that are dying and fighting and falling over dead bodies and where do you put the camera? And it's great for the actors that, oh, okay, I just, I go here. Okay. And now the camera has to point at you. And not only that, but we have crew and we have other things that are necessary for coolers. Lighting. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear Benny Hill music as the crew had to go from one side to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other for filming. Or the construction crew that picked the best day ever <gasps> to begin construction as a train yeah. goes by yeah. at the same time. I hope we're not totally off point. By no, the no, way. You're, no, this is all good. It's all good. So anyways, uh, Kevin brought that all together and was able to be my rock during the production and sometimes saying, you got the shot, let's move on. That was towards the end of uh, the second day, really, because mm -hmm. there was so much going on at once during that time trying to get everything together that it was... And I know that you and I discussed that when we did pickup filming, the I wish I'd done it one more time, but I saw his point of view. And it became an interesting discussion on that, which you guys taught us a lot about those needs because of that interaction. So I appreciated you guys being open with the cast instead of like, no, 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 go away, that's none of your business. You and Kevin both took time to say, well, okay, here's why we're doing it when we weren't in the middle of needing to get something done. If we had a moment, you didn't mind explaining it. And we really appreciated that, so we were able to work around those needs, too. I learned that half of us want to own Kevin's camera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice camera. yes. Right. That's, yeah, that's right. A, yeah. That is a static 54%, not just half of us. There, it's it's yeah. about half. I think that camera actually costs more than my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, no, it, it's only five grand. Um, that's without all the lenses and, you know, accoutrements that he had. I looked it up while we were on set, actually. I live in a 
box. <laughs> it's a camera box. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, m- most of everybody on set has done something in film or podcasting, right? And Kevin pulls this camera out, and you hear all of us nerd boys go, ooh, girl. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we all inch closer, and we're like, hey, what kind of camera is that? What does yeah. it do? Is that a monitor? Can it do, oh, you have a guy that can focus it with that little thing, and what else can it do? <laughs> and of course, Steve's like, "You're on set to act." Yeah, yeah, cool, Steve. Um, so, <laughs> well, and we also we had to rent this harness for him, and so it it, it, it wasn't a steady cam. Uh, yeah. it, it had this thing, this contraption that um, sat on his hips, and it came up over his head, and it had a, a wire that came down to be able to kind of balance it. It basically just took the pressure off of him, so he didn't have the you know the heaviness. It was amazing. It was a harness like developed by like some Swedish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we had a lot of moving shots, and I, even though it was still kind of handheld looking, I didn't want a lot of shaky cam in it. And but that allowed him to be able to move around and get different angles without it hurting his body. And still and, plays so but, well. And it was it was really funny watching him. Walk around with this big harness. <laughs> all day. Well, I was I was like super impressed when we did the running scene and they pulled out those like I mean they look like um, like gymnastic bars, right? Bars. And yeah, yeah, right. And they and they put the camera on the rails and they're just like run a little bit slower and they're like chasing us with the camera on these rails. The, the, the hardest direction is about three quarters slower and you're suddenly trying to determine your speed and it's like what does that even mean you're like right ma- now? yeah you're like mathematically like if i run 7.5 miles per hour you suddenly forget I, how to run you're looking yeah. at your legs like what are you even doing right now i i started to get worried if i jog lighter are my man boobs gonna jiggle more you just kind of start like just, eh? steve like this like what do you mean he's like do that and it was like what did i just do <laughs> No, I, I was right there with you, Chris. You know, I would be running sound, and I'm just leaning over, like, what kind of camera is that? <laughs> it's a, it's a, was it Ursa Minor? I think is what it was I called, or so, so, yeah. something like that. Um, and all I know is, I asked Kevin, I'm like, oh, so is that your main rig? And he's like, no, I've got like five or six. I got like a top end Sony and a Panasonic and a Red Dragon. And I'm like, I want your life. He's jealous yeah. of uh, you, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, no, please. Derek's jealous too. No, absolutely. We're, we're, we're rowing the same jealousy boat. <laughs> um, speaking of Derek, the third one. Um, he's you've been asking questions uh, throughout this whole thing, but Derek um, served a couple different roles on the film. He was one of our Indiegogo campaign uh, co- contributors. In uh, what credit did you get? Associate producer, co-producer, co-producer, co-producer. And so, as co-producer, he was trying to make sure that the the film was as successful as it, as it could be. Um, he actually came on board to run sound for us, look at, you know, do, be the location sound mixer. Um, he unfortunately was not able to make it the first day, mm-hmm. and so we had Jeremy Branch come in. And now, neither of you had Jeremy really Branch. done this particular type of sound before. Not Branch. to that level, no. So, so what's it? You called him Jerry Branch. I said Jeremy. Did you? Yeah. Okay. But, so, but now we're going to call him Jerry. Focus, boys. Focus. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry Branch. Shout Jerry out Branch. to Jerry Branch. If your name sounded wrong, because I I didn't can't hear it wrong. Our good friend Jer Jer. I try to enunciate, but sometimes I slur my words. Okay. Anyways, um, so tell, why don't you explain a little bit about your experiences on set? Everyone stare at him. Well, <laughs> so 
much like most everyone here, it was through a, a late night Facebook conversation with Steve. <laughs> Does and those he, happen a lot? Yeah, it's the only the, way we the, communicate. Yeah. He doesn't do that with me anymore. Always we're like, after we feel super special. Late yeah. night conversation with Steve Weiser. Everybody's like, well, I have him at night too. Yeah, <laughs> I feel so betrayed. <laughs> How many people you talk to late <laughs> night? <laughs> LeBron, this is like one o'clock in the morning. The it, it, has, it has to be after ten thirty at night. Yeah, exactly. And then the cutoff is usually one a.m. So my question starts around then. Yeah. My question is, how many conversations are you having at the same time? I usually quite. Okay. Sorry. Mystery solved. Now I'm curious. Like I'd love to see like you have like four different windows open. All right. Respond to Derek. Respond to Jason. Respond to Ray. Oh crap! I gotta write Derek back again. And he's like, "Sorry, Jerry. I need to get back to you." You don't talk to me like you used to, Steve. I see why now. You're distracted. You're like sending the right message to the right person. That could get awkward. Anyway, so he would sent me the script. I read it, and I was just you know blown away by it. And I, I just I had the visual in my head, and I was like, this could be this could be really good. And he's like, well, how would you like to run sound? I was like, absolutely, because I, I hadn't done any film work in that time up to I think four years. Like any type of film stuff, period. So the last thing we did was one of the Pensacon commercials that we filmed out in that same area back in, I want to say 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it on set for day one because of my work schedule. But a funny story, when I showed up for day two, because I was, you know, of course, looking forward to seeing Jason in person because I mean, we, we do our retro gaming show and we talk pretty regularly. But... You know, I walk in and I see who turned out to be Deso from the side and I start to walk towards him and he turns around and I was like, you're not Jason. <laughs> so I text Jason and I was like, where yes, are I you? Yes, I am. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, I just loved you know, watching you guys you know, act and was blown away by one, Kevin's gear and two, just how he used it. So it, it was it was really really fun. I wish we had video of Steve and myself filming the sound effects. So that just, would have been brilliant. Picture picture Steve in his front yard, just randomly running in circles, rolling on the ground, all while this guy stands over him with a boom pole and a microphone. Wait is, a minute. There's no footage of why, this. Can we reenact why? it? Why is there no footage of this? Right. I didn't have my video camera. Friendship We're going to do this all again. I know, I, know I, I failed. So your, your comment about oh. thinking Dessa was Jason, this is a story between LaVon and I where they're doing some filming where I wasn't needed. And Steve and Jason had just discussed that he's not going to be able to come back for the second day of filming. So I whispered to LaVon jokingly. I was like, well, you know, I shave my husband's head all the time. Yeah, he's a little bit shorter, but they look kind of the same. LaVon's like, maybe you should mention it to Steve. And it was kind of 50-50 on Steve's reaction of either yes or no. <laughs> Just very blunt. So I was like, okay, we'll do this. So Steve walks by. I was like, hey, Steve, LaVon and I were talking. I threw you under the bus so I wouldn't go down alone. <laughs> and it was, hey, you know, if he can't come back tomorrow, what if we dress Deso up and, you know, just filmed his you know, body, and Steve goes, actually, that's a great idea. Hey, Jason, and walks <laughs> off, and I was like, looked at LaVon, oh, my God, it worked. 
and we just kind of stared at each other for a second. And it was like, hey, Dessa, we need to talk to you for a second. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> when they're on the ground <laughs> and you can't see the face, just the back it's of the head. It's a game. It's, it's a drinking just like, game. Is that my husband or is that not my husband? <laughs> Dessa uh, or Jason, everyone, it's a drinking game now. Yeah. So well, I get this text first thing the next morning. Uh, of him in full costume <laughs> with the scar, and he's got the, the goatee, and I was like, holy crap. There's actually a picture of Remy, Chris, and myself, and they're That's both the looking at me, and I'm standing here like, yep, I'm Jason. <laughs> and they're both like, what? <laughs> I remember when you came out of makeup and after they put the scar on you. And I literally stop. I have my little clipboard, and I look up, and I go, whoa. <laughs> it was uncanny. It really was. LaVon also very quickly resized it, like, right there. Like, you could hear the comic book sound effects of... <laughs> and it fits. You're just like, okay, we're good. It's the magic of filmmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the magic of LaVon. Yeah, the magic of LaVon. Jinx. I, th- I think one of the, my favorite parts, though, was when we had messed something up in the choreography, and you were on the ground, and you are like, what did you mess up? I can't see. <laughs> True statement. <laughs> Stay still, Dessa. It was also me, because I'm married to him, going, I bet he's asleep right now. I'm not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, this is the second movie that I've done where an actor has had to lay on the ground for an entire day. <laughs> so you're not alone in that. You're not special anymore like those late night chats. Best acting job ever. I'm sensing a pattern, Steve. <laughs> We might need to have an intervention this, after the that, podcast. That's actually what this is becoming yeah. now, is so, an intervention. So if I present another script to y'all that has a character lying on the ground in the middle of the woods, it's me. just say, hey, 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 do something different. No, actually, I think we're just going to start referring to you as Steve Dead Bodies Wise. Uh, <laughs> that's just the crew. <laughs> we took this off track just a little. No, it's it's all good. But, no, I mean, running sound was fun. I mean, I just I had fun you know, watching everybody do what they do while I just hit the record button on a little recorder and hold a microphone. Now, you also uh, were doing the post-production sound edit. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what were some of the challenges? I mean, since you're the only one here that's from representing uh, post-production, wh- what is that experience like? I hate footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was... It was a very interesting challenge because you, know, you, you also, when you originally asked me to do sound, you said, what, how do you feel about doing post-production sound editing? I said, well, I've never done it before, but I'd love to give it a shot. So you know, we went through some tutorials and you gave me some advice on what to do. And then you sent over the files, which I know we had a little bit of a hassle with that, but it, it all worked out. So you know, I put my headphones in and I start to you know, try to match everything up and it's like an hour and a half later and I'm done with like maybe four sets of footsteps. So there's, it's very, very detailed and very particular type work. So I, I gained a, a huge respect for people who do post-production sound. Yeah, the whole post-production um, process is quite involved. You know, the, it's been a learning curve for me and like the, the camera that Excuse me. That Kevin used it, the the Black Magic Ursa. Um, That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It, the um, the footage we were shooting on four point six k, even more than four k, and natively widescreen. So the aspect ratio was a, a wider aspect ratio than normal, you know, high definition. And the editing program that we use, Adobe Premiere, 
cannot handle that footage. And so we had to process it through another program, DaVinci Resolve, and export it out, but use what's called proxies, which is another copy of the file that's in standard high definition. Yeah. <laughs> we all, the, us non-spec types just checked so, out so for a moment. But the, the point is, it's like this is just to get the footage to where we can start editing it. And then, so I turned it over to Max Nadsity to edit the picture. And so we did, we went through that process and kind of got it narrowed down. And then from that point, once we had a working picture edit, then the next step was to try to start laying in well, the color correction and the sound. Kevin did the color correction, which was amazing. Um, we had AJ Caruso do the music, which mm -hmm. was phenomenal. Yep. Great. I mean, it just it, yep. it is one of the best. AJ nailed it. Oh, it's one yeah, of the best it was really scores good. for a short film that I think I've ever And it was, it was also awesome meeting him at Pensacon when he was on the panel with us. Yeah. Like, it was, it was finally cool to, like, put the face to the music. Yeah. yeah. AJ did the music for Monsters Anonymous, too, and I'm going to... Whatever movies I make in the future, AJ is the dude. I'm not going with anybody else. As long as you cast everybody here, and, <laughs> well, yeah, and I too. get and I get to get murdered. That we're going to do deal. shameless I'll plugs, and happen. yeah, we're Thank just going to go all the way in <laughs> us. Well, the thing with AJ's music was he approached it from the point of view of what instruments would exist in this world, and so it wasn't like, oh, well, we're going to have a synthesized sound or electric guitars. It was a lot of drums and woodwinds and some piano and things that could conceivably would be from this universe and but still made it sound orchestral and it just when i first heard the music i was like wow <laughs> this isn't amazing but we had to mix that in and then do the foley and i mean we we were out there beating a melon with a baseball bat. <laughs> I still owe you a melon, actually. <laughs> That's from a deleted scene. Yeah. Well, just one of the best parts, like when you sent me the first, you know, cut of the movie and like I'm watching it and I come on screen and you hear like war drums in the background. Yeah. I'm just like, this is the most awesome thing ever. Jason's missing those days of MySpace when he could actually like oh, make yeah. that scene his profile picture and whatnot. <laughs> Before we continue this awesome discussion about Servi, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And they have a ton of books to choose from, as I said at the top of the show, over 180,000 of them. They have books that range from fiction, nonfiction, romance, sci-fi, gaming, any genre you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, it's a great service to have to be able to continue to read without having to sit down and read a physical copy. And to do that, just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. But, you know, as with everything, there's always issues. And in post-production, you know, there's an expression that says, fix it in post and which is kind of a lazy way of saying eh, we'll just kind of skim over this during the shooting process and then um you know and just let let the editors worry about it well in the editing i realized we're missing shots mm -hmm. you know that there there's things that we really need that we did not get the first time for whatever reason and so what was it like three months later 
Um, I gathered our wonderful cast, minus Jason, <laughs> but uh, Dessel filled in for him for these <laughs> scenes. I was dead again. And we, we went back to the location, and somehow the weather was exactly the same, which was kind of weird. And we were able to do these pickup shots and insert them into the editing and when he says the weather was the same it was again about i don't know two hours of rain before we could actually get started that's that's the same weather so florida yes yeah florida but overcast and so it had the same lighting so you can't can't tell what shots were done other than chris's beard was a little bit longer so there's one shot there's like a close-up that like oh his beard is longer than it was before are you gonna are you gonna edit it like you know (laughs) justice league style (laughs) go in with you know kind of erase it with computer yeah fix it yeah steve had waited until right after the clearance date he'd given all of us he's like okay everybody keep your looks the exact same way until this particular date and we're like okay awesome Date passes, we go get our hair cut, like cut. And then he messages me like the next day saying, hey, we need to do pickup shots. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> but she like, don't to worry, don't hood. worry, it's from the shoulders down. I was like, are you sure? And she was wearing her hood. So, yeah, so that yeah, worked cause, out. Because Steve had texted me, I was like, uh, we need a shot of Anna kicking you in the leg. I was like, I, I guess I could come back over for that. <laughs> <laughs> or do, that, do you care if Desso does it? I'm like, that, no, that's good. <laughs> That way you can really kick him. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll close by uh, going around the room. What is one, we've touched on a bunch of them, but just it can be your favorite or it can be what you thought was the funniest onset story from Servi. Gabby? Yep. Oh. <laughs> so my mind blanked. So it ends. So the last scene with Tanja alive is... Spoiler alert. <laughs> so I go to stab him in the leg so she can poke him in the throat with the sharp oh, Don't give too much away. <laughs> Sorry. And it originally started with me biting his leg. So on uh, film, during film, I go to bite him and we have to cut in the middle of it because I'm actually supposed to stab him. So you thought that was funny that you're like, ah, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, some, sometimes things change. On the yeah, but, but yeah. by that time, probably a good thing that you didn't put your mouth onto my leg. Uh, Chris is just oh, like, yeah. kill me already. Uh, just make this it, end. It was so sweaty, so dirty yeah. out there. I, I will say that, LaVon, that was another thing I want to give you props for, is you could hear the peeling effects of us taking those outfits off, and you're like, nah, it's not a big deal. I'm not grossed yeah. out. We're like, oh, I, I, a room full of that. But I didn't when, even want to like sit in my own car. I was like, when, when it comes to favorite stories, I've touched on a few of them when it comes to, you know, the bloopers of trying to get the fights through, the, do you think this will work? Do you think Steve will go for it? So it's really hard to pick one anecdote that really stands out, but I just want to say my favorite part of it was the overall camaraderie that we ended up with and being able to be included in this, that one, you thought of me for this at all, and there is still that lingering fear of I haven't lived up to that, but you guys have kept me from feeling that way, so thank <laughs> you. So it's the overall feel to it that I really like. Uh, I'll go last. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for putting me on the spot. Um, 
you like that film? Um, yeah, but it's the Seven Up spot. I still, oh. I still bear a, a flame for spot Seven Up. I'm old. Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> God. Uh, you know what? Rehearsals. Rehearsals were probably my favorite part, especially when Steve started to harp on Remy about the way that he said squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. So just it, say it, the word squirrel. It, so squirrel. He couldn't do it because we were all trying to use accents. So it started to come out like squirrels. <laughs> and it just became this like big joke. Like anytime we would cut and we could tell that Steve was still in okay land, we'd be like squirrels. <laughs> We love you, Remy. We love you, Remy. Uh, and this is what you get for not being here. Wait, wait, everyone. Ready? Cast. One, two, three. Squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. I was thinking something, but squirrels, too. Um, other than uh, every time you fell on me, it was just like, it was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, stop saying sorry. <laughs> I didn't get a single apology <laughs> the next well, day. Well, by that time I had learned. He uh, had burned out his apology a lot. Like, like, you know, just seriously, it, it, like Jason was saying, uh, and I mean, this isn't to poke fun at you, but Anna, there's a part where I'm rolling on the ground and Anna's chasing me basically with her staff. And we had to film that probably about a good 14, 15 times. And every single time she hit me in the back. Or, you know, there was a, a time when she punched Remy in the head. Or a time when I hit her in the face with, like, her staff. And all those times, none of us break character. As soon as I land on Jason's ass, <laughs> I immediately just out of instinct say sorry. What he's leaving out is it was a perfect take. Like, we didn't mess perfect. a thing up. And it I was, land. Everyone's, like, holding their breath, like, oh, my God, we're going to get this. And I would go, sorry. Oh, damn it. And Steve's like, I'm going to kill you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then you had to pull Even the, the sword out, but the sword would get stuck. stuck. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Florida. Uh, well, it, no, it was because I had to land a certain way because the sheath had to be, like, yeah. held down and then pulled out like this. And, of course, it was, like, laying, you know, perpendicular to his body, so I'd yank it and it would get locked. And, and while caught. they're fighting, I have like, to make sure that I'm, like, slowly yeah, sliding it into the right sure position and right whatnot, position. yeah. 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 Well, I mean, there was. I wish. I wish uh, Lemmy was here because there was one time where he was over there retouching up my makeup, and, and everybody kind of knows how Lemmy is and the way he talks and everything. And he's like, "Hey, baby, everything's good." <laughs> and you know, I'm this big dork and just a big nerd my entire life. And like, he's looking at me. I'm like, I got all this stuff on. I'm like, you know, got this persona going on for the movie. And he, he's like sitting there fixing my makeup. He's like, you know, bro. Every female on this set is in love with you right now. And I was like, thanks. From the first hello there. Yeah. That, that's not Watching them melt intimidating at all. I love Lemmy. Yeah. He, just, he, he always he knows the, the one thing to say to break it down. Just, and I got good clothes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I want to say that a lot of the ones that I would go with are already touched on here. But as far as, like, my favorite thing about being on the production, I really want to say that the openness to new ideas, because if something didn't work or if it was kind of left ambiguous and you said, hey, what if we did X thing, 
Okay, well, why would that happen? Well, this is why. That makes complete sense. It's in the film. I can think of at least three things where that happened, and I don't want to give any of them away yet. So, well, that'll be in the commentary on the film itself. You'll see it soon. Um, as far as funny things, other than me chasing Chris around, give me your costume, please. <laughs> why uh, is everything about me being bad? Chris, well, it's always about you being bad. No, I think for me, and I think Steve mentioned it earlier, that, you know, we're first day, we're waiting because, well, Florida, um, and we're all in the room, and just everybody in that room getting ready, we're getting ready to make this film. Everybody's in costume, everybody's like all the crew, and everybody's there. I mean, it just, you felt the energy in that room. We're just like, mm -hmm. can we stop creating film. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a wonderful feeling. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't so know much energy just, in that really room. It really was. It was just beautiful. Let's do it again. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. With Florida. <laughs> Extra Florida. Extra Florida. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't really have uh, one particular moment like this. Honestly, this whole time I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think of one. I can't really think of one particular uh, moment because it all the whole weekend honestly just sort of melts together <laughs> for me. Um, but I, I just liked how everybody so was so close knit and working together um, to make this to make this film. It didn't. There was no. Uh, I don't. I don't know anything negative to say about it. It's just everything just fit perfectly from the casting to the crew to everybody. I just want to say that we had no prima donnas on set. Everybody worked together really well and there was no look at me drama. Yeah. And there's a lot of, well, I will comment on everybody, I'll at least comment that everybody here really knew how to um, take on their roles because we're all, knowing everybody here, we're all very open, friendly, um, caring individuals who would Gladly go pick something up for somebody or help somebody carry something. So it's 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 hard. I understand why it's hard when Steve's like, "Don't do anything. You have to keep to your role." But you want to go and help. You want to do something. And but seeing everybody really cling to that and, and know that we have a goal here is was was astounding to me. Well, except I, for me, obviously. His <laughs> comments. Well, I was talking about everybody else. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, you know, ostracizing <laughs> me even further. <laughs> Um, my favorite moment was when I yelled, it's a wrap. <laughs> Fair enough. Which time? <laughs> yeah, I'm no. no, um, a funny, funny thing. I think I actually laughed on set at this point, you know, direct, directing is a little stressful and, uh, you know, there aren't very many times where, um, you know, I can just kind of let loose and, and kind of put all that aside and actually laugh at something that happened. Um, we had a real sword on set for certain shots but for the fight we had to have a fake one and so um, Kyle Warner had made these really amazing looking replicas uh, and they were out of PVC but you know you just look at it it's like wow you know, it's hard to tell the difference between them and on, on screen you wouldn't know well <laughs> problem is that when they were in the heat of the battle sometimes they would break and so he and heather would be getting the broken swords and going back and gluing them and repainting them and getting and prepping them up so they were just all weekend long trying to continually fix these swords 
And of course, the actors, you know, they're in the in the moment and trying to do their fighting. And then snap. And at one point, right on camera, um, Chris had it in his hand <laughs> and just snapped right off. And just his reaction was priceless. And that that was the time that I actually watching on the monitor just lost it. That was the story I want to tell for Remy, just real quick. Um, there was a moment where we messed up. He's supposed to lift me up in one of the scenes, and I kick <laughs> out. But Remy lost his footing or something, and he falls backwards. And we had taken Chris's example of don't break character, and on the other side of the camera, they couldn't see that we had fallen. So we land, and I'm just like, he didn't yell cut. So I roll over, and I just start wailing on Remy <laughs> after we just legit fell and landed on our backs. And then finally, we hear, cut. And we're like, what? And he, they didn't realize we fell until they went back and watched the footage. They're like, that's actually not bad. <laughs> we didn't end up keeping that but it was just that moment of Remy and I that split second of what do we do just let me hit you and just <laughs> went with it Steve blurts out I didn't see the cue that's because we <laughs> fell <laughs> well going back to the uh, the sword thing at, by the end of the weekend or the end of the fight um, scenes we had one left and Ann and I are looking at each other and we're like we can do this <laughs> And then we look up in the air. We're like, please, Jesus, let us do this. We got so tired of hearing from off on the side, don't hit so hard. And it's like, you want to do this? Do you want to hit you wanna it? We're not hitting that hard. So it, it took two takes, and we finished that that like actual sequence where we actually needed the fake sword. There were so many whispered words that were not on script, Between, though, yeah, that yeah, were yeah. like saying to those words, yeah. like, mm -mm. Mm -mm, yeah. uh, well, Speaking of the real sword, that was the one I was holding when I had to yank her up off the ground and I was scared to death I was gonna stab her with it and I'm like like gently yanking her up like pulling her up and putting the sword and everybody and you guys were just like just yeah, you can be a little bit you can be a little bit rougher with her and Jason's like I don't want to stab her uh so that's why when I grab her I'm holding the sword the wrong way because I, I knew I'm as clumsy as I am. I was gonna just slice off an arm. Everyone was listening to you. No something. one was paying attention to the sword. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one other story, and, and then I do, I do want to kind of do a little close. But um, the end of the first day of shooting. Now we had rain at the beginning of the day that delayed us, and so we got a couple hours late start. And we were supposed to, we were scheduled to shoot until about seven, and then wrap before it got dark. And about five o'clock, we just reached a kind of a breaking point in the story. I think, you know, you just kind of finished up your your bit. And I look over and I see black clouds just like rolling. It looked like poltergeist just Pack it in. through. And I turn to Kevin and I'm like, uh, I think we have a problem. And like, yeah, we might want to wrap. I'm like, it's a wrap. And as soon as you said that, we, it was, well, Kevin told everybody, all hands, grab stuff. And we grabbed the equipment, ran up to the tent that we had set up, up on the hillside, and just got just the equipment under there, there yeah. and then just started pouring. Yeah. So I was like, oh, good timing. Because I could just see all this, you know, expensive camera equipment and electronics and whatnot. Just and getting the footage. Drenched. Yeah. <laughs> but most importantly, the costumes getting wet, we would have all yes. died. From one person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on, a, on a kind of serious note, though, I, I do want to say that, 
you know, this cast and crew, kind of like LeVon was saying, that first morning was just the energy was amazing. You know, the second day I was in kind of a weird mood and it was like, ah, I'm just stressed out and we've got to get through this. Um, but the thing is that, you know, I pulled together this cast and crew of a lot of people who didn't necessarily do this ever before. No or, experience. Yeah. yeah. In, now, obviously, Kevin had a lot of experience. Jason's had some experience. And we, you know, we've had other types of experience. LeVon's had a lot of stage you know, work um, and has helped us with some of our commercials. You know, Anna has been in a couple of our commercials for Pensacon. Um, but doing these specific jobs, for the most part, it was kind of a new, new experience. And so we had a, a lot of green people just kind of figuring out what they were trying to do. And you would not know it being on that set. It was run professionally. I, I mean, I've worked with professional crews before, and this was probably the best experience I've ever had um, shooting a film with, with the cast and crew and just everybody coming together with, it, with positive energy and this sense of, wow, we're really doing something. It's like, you know, all those old movies where, let's go to the barn and make a play, you know, and put on a show, and, and, and we did it. And despite all the challenges of, I mean, the, the day before we were supposed to start shooting, I made the call that, yes, we're going to actually film because watching the weather the entire week, it was supposed to be storming all weekend long. And so, we, you know, we were on the verge of canceling it because we didn't know what and of course blame myself because I wrote a script where we're in the middle of the woods the entire time there's no cover set and so we had these challenges and it was you know start, the start of the summer where it was getting hot and, and we have costumes and makeup effects and physical effects and you know we had a drone that was out there and we didn't know if we were going to be able to shoot that and just you know a fight scene and all these moving parts that on a, on a professional set with experienced people, it would be daunting. And I'm asking 30 people that, for the most part, had never done this before to come in and do something. And you guys did it. And it was, it was just pretty amazing. And it turned out awesome. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for the world to see it. We've had a couple screenings so far. Um, I've entered it into some film festivals. We've, we, when it showed at Pensacon, we heard some issues with some of the dialogue. We went back and did some what's yeah. called ADR, where Anna and Gabby had re-recorded some dialogue. So we're we're waiting for the final final sound mix. And yeah, there's a couple, the director's cut. Yeah, there's, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a couple edits that I'm like, eh, I need to kind of trim that down a little bit. Zack so Snyder's coming in. If I don't, <laughs> I've called this Steve's Blade Runner, where we're going to have like 40 different versions of it. But it's going to take 30 years for us to get there. Oh, my God. We're going to be doing reshoots for that long, yes, Chris. Yes, you know I, it. Once, once it's done, it's done. <laughs> You've for said good. that before. 35 years from now. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the cane version instead of a staff. <laughs> well, uh, in closing, I just want to say thank you to all of you for taking well, the time. Thank you, Derek. It was fun, you know, just being a part of, of Servi. It was a lot of fun. This, this was a show that I was actually, ever since we did the film, I was like, I can't wait to have everyone on my show and talk about it. So thank you. Okay.
Thank you. Hopefully these stories entertained you. Thank you. My thanks again to the cast and crew of Survey for taking the time to have that really fun and awesome podcast about the film. It was really great getting to go back and relive those memories from the set. It was a really fun time, and hopefully we'll all get to work on a project again soon. But as far as current stuff going on, I'm going to get to do another fun podcast, one that I've wanted to do uh, really for the last couple of years. I'm getting to do a podcast from the Pensacola Blue Wahoo Stadium, the place where I've worked for the last uh, six years, I believe. Well, it's... It's crazy to think that that much time has gone by this quickly, but I'm going to be doing, uh, we're doing Star Wars Night at Blue Wahoo Stadium on May 4th, and I'm going to get to do a Facebook Live podcast starting at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, and we'll run till about 6.15 or so, and then the actual game itself starts at 6.30. So uh, be sure to go to facebook.com slash Podcast to check that out, or if you actually want to come to the game, we're going to have Star Wars characters, we're going to have themed games, Really fun atmosphere. I really can't wait to see it happen. Uh, you can get your tickets at bluewahoos.com or call the box office at 850-934-8444. And also, don't forget, you can check out past episodes of the show on iTunes, Spotify, and all podcasting platforms. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And if you could leave a five-star review, that would be really beneficial because it helps me become more visible to the podcasting public and gets the show out there a little bit more. If you want to follow me on social media, as I said, on Facebook, also on Twitter and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. And on that note, that's going to do it for this week's show. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for listening to another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.